Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Place, and I'm joined here by my co-hosts, as always, Ben and Colin. And today, we have another special guest. Please welcome Ali Halawa. Ali, What's how up? are you? Doing good. How are you, how are you guys? <laughs> so, I think at the start of the show, we need to get two things right off the bat. We'll start with Vikings Panthers. Um, give us your thoughts, boys. Ali, you, you can take it away. I'll, I'll rebuttal or agree with whatever you say. All right. So Panthers just play like both teams just play pretty bad. It was a very sloppy performance, especially from Sam Darnold out of like both teams. That was like the worst performance. The defense from the Panthers looked pretty good, honestly. Like they were holding up. They only let up 20 points in the first four quarters or 21, then eight or whatever in like the overtime. But it was just a a sloppy game from Sam Darnold. I expect a bounce back game this week. But yeah, it was just an overall bad performance from the offense from the Panthers. I'm sorry. Did the defense play good? They gave up 571 yards. Yeah, they did play good. I mean, it doesn't look that good on paper, but like when you just like watch the game, you would like be able to I mean, tell. I don't see giving up 500 yards looking good, period. It, it could have looked a lot different. The Vikings kicked field goals inside the Panthers' 10 yard line twice. So if they get one of those in the end zone or even two, you're looking at a possible 40-point performance. I don't think the Panthers' defense was horrible because especially in the second half, they were able to get a couple stops, and that was the only reason why they were able to come back anyway because they forced a Vikings miss field goal and then got a stop. So, I mean, they kept it somewhat competitive, but it was by far their worst defensive performance of the season. Yep. It seems like, right. and I mean, with Sam Darnold, it seems that they've been very poor on third down in the last. They've lost th- what three straight now. It seems like yeah. they've really been struggling to convert on third down. I don't know if that's a Darnold thing, if it's a play calling thing. I will say um, the Panthers had one of the worst games in terms of drops that I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, I think they had around like nine drops, but I don't think it's a it's play call. Joe Brady's and Matt Rule are like pretty good with play calling everything and coaching. It's Sam Darnold just like makes a lot of questionable throws, but I, sometimes he just shows like flashes of like being like a franchise quarterback. Like in the fourth quarter, that last draft side of the game, he looked pretty good. He made pretty good throws, some key throws to take it overtime, but most of the time, he just doesn't look very great. All right. And then the other game I think we should talk about, uh, me and Collins' way. Um, I may have overreacted this past week on the Bills. Uh, I would like to apologize. Um, they did not win by 24. In fact, they uh, they <laughs> lost by three. Um, yeah, you know what? I was riding high on an all-time take. I know I was talking to Ben about it throughout the week. It was an all-time take. Uh, I think we get one of those every once in a while. When someone gets one of those once in a while, I think you just got to write it. I wrote it into the sun, and it blew up. So, um, unfortunately, the Bills will not win a game this week. Um, so I can't make a bold claim again, but we'll we'll see until next week. I will post um, one page essay. I'll post it on the Twitter account. If you don't follow the Twitter account, um, the handle is I want to get this correct. Tub Talk Sports. Just at Tub Talk Sports on Twitter. Go give it a follow. I'm be posting the one page um, apology to Donovan. But in the meantime, I just want to say I am sorry for doubting your <laughs> Buffalo Bills last week against the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs would – thought Mahomes and that offense would put up a little better performance. Um, but this week, what the hell happened? I mean, 20 
he predicted a 24 point blowout. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I we, we, we did not, at least in the first half, we did not. I can't even say that. It was pretty much throughout the entire game. We just did not execute in the red zone. We were setting for field goals too often. Um, and then we couldn't stop Derrick Henry. I, I'm sorry, I didn't predict that this was going to be the beginning of Tractor Cedo season. Um, he, I think this is where Derrick Henry makes his push to. It was know, fall weather all weekend. The, you had to see Tractor Cedo season coming. It was like exactly this weekend, at least here in Missouri, was really the first weekend of fall weather. So it was in the yeah. air. Yeah. Um, uh, hand up on that part. That one's on me. And uh, yeah, Tractor Cedo. I mean, with the extra game this year and the way Derrick Henry's been playing, if he stays healthy, he could potentially set the single season rushing record. He's going to break it with think, the extra game. I think he's going to break it before the final week, even. I think he has I, a good shot at breaking that crazy. I hope if he does, then he breaks it before that final game because then we don't have to have like the asterisk about like, yeah, he had an extra game to do it. So, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't be wanting him to break it had AP got it, but since AP missed, it's fair game. I would be all in favor. I, I will start. Henry goes for the record. I mean, we all watch. We know how terrific Derrick Henry is. We don't need to acknowledge that. Josh Allen is magnificent. He has turned yeah. into, no doubt, a top, top top five quarterback in this league. Um, and also, I do like the decision they made at the end of the game to go for it. May not have necessarily went with that play call, but I do like the decision to go for it fourth and inches. And analytics. No, I think – I think it was the right play call. I, I, I agree with everything. It was just, I think it was literally the decision on where Josh Allen decided to dive. Uh, I, guess, I guess I saw like a short little clip on uh, Twitter earlier today where a lot of the times where he went up the gut, he would always just kind of dive towards the left, which is what he did in that game. And I guess Tennessee studied, prepared, did good. He should have went right. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, no one of those losses. It sucks now, but you know, we will learn from it. I we have to play Tennessee again in the playoffs. We'll we'll play better. I completely agree with the call to go for it there as well. Just from the standpoint of if you kick the field goal, you tie it, it's likely going to overtime. And if you don't win the coin toss, I know they had gotten some stops against Tennessee's offense, but the way Derrick Henry was moving, especially in the second half, I think two out of his three touchdowns came in the second half. If you lose that coin toss and put your defense on the field, what's to say Derrick Henry doesn't just drive Tennessee's offense all the way down the field, coupled out with a couple play actions, maybe A.J. Brown, and Tennessee wins that game and you never see the ball again. So at that point, you you trust your, your quarterback to go and make a play. And if you pick that up and score the game-winning touchdown, you go into the bye week at an all-time high. I think you're trying to kind of send a message. And I – like, there's some times where I clearly think it was the wrong time. But in terms of last night, I, I would call – I would do the same thing 100 out of 100 times. Maybe not run a QB sneak every time, but the decision to go for it, I'm totally on board with. Yeah. All right. I feel Let's like when you're this. on the road – no, Ali. No, go ahead, Ali. Finish it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like when you're on the road, that's 100 the right call, like all the time, because you don't want to extend the game. You kind of want to end the game right there, especially when you have a six-six quarterback and fourth and one. You just want to go for that every time, especially when he's a top-five quarterback. You just got to put the ball in his hands sometimes. 
The last thing you want to do too is put the ball back in Derrick Henry's hands, especially when that defense looked just com- completely tired in that second half. He was just running whenever he wanted to, and he actually got a less like a lot less touches that game than like other games. He only finished the game with twenty carries, which like he was like thirty five and more. We still have like a lot of yards, which shows y'all like tired the defense was. So yeah, hundred percent agree with the call. All right, let's go into week seven slate of games. We're going to start with the Thursday night football game. Broncos at the Browns. Brown minus three and a half. Adam Scheffler reported a couple hours ago, no Nick Chubb for this week's game. What do we think? Is this game in Cleveland or in Denver? Do you know? It is in Cleveland. Okay. Um, Browns are minus three and a half. So no Chubb and no Hunt. Yeah, neither one. I believe no yeah, no. So the starting back is going to be um, that one dude, that number 25, I forget his name. I believe Felton. it's going to be – Darren is Johnson. It's yeah, like it's going to be Johnson. Johnson. I think Felton is going to play the, like, change of pace receiving back role. And in terms of carries, Johnson's going to get him. So gotcha. I still think it's a, it's a somewhat formidable attack. I mean, Johnson last year in the carries he got, got averaged about five a carry. I know it was in a limited role, but – Behind a good offensive line like the one Cleveland has, they can still do damage. And I just want to talk about from Denver's standpoint, this is huge for them because they start out 3-0, they're flying high, and then they just have not looked good on any aspect of the game. Their secondary has been bad. There's a lot of things gone wrong the last three weeks for Denver. So there's this is a very real chance for them to win a game because they're playing a very hurt Cleveland team. And Cleveland's 3-3 Cleveland's three and three as well. So and if, and if you want to have any chance of making – because Denver's probably not going to the division. If they want to have any chance for a wild card run against a Cleveland team that is also probably going to be in the wild card run, having a tiebreaker like this would be absolutely huge for them and just do huge things for the confidence. If they go on the road and beat a Cleveland team to get to four and th- four, four and three, it probably saves their season for the time being. So Teddy's going to have to play turnover-free football. I'd like to see them get a little bit of a running game going, but I, I definitely think that they have a shot to win this one just because of the way the ro- Cleveland's roster is looking right now. Yeah, and they still have to play, I think it was eight games, including this one, against teams that are currently 500 or better um, or teams that you could say are playoff caliber. So this is definitely one that they're going to have to steal if they want to make that playoff push. Um, I definitely have the Browns minus three, even with uh, Nick Chubb being out. I mean, it's going to be a very low-scoring game. The over-under right now is 42 and a half. That just shows you, like, how bad these offenses have been. I don't feel like Nick Chubb is going to be that much of a factor. The O-line is just insane. Whoever's behind that O-line has got to run, like, pretty decent. And the Broncos are just big fries. They're just not a good team. So, yeah, I think Cleveland just win that one easily at home. Yeah, I agree with Ali. Uh, this game screams the under. I don't like the Broncos' offense. I like their defense. I don't like Cleveland's offense, especially without their two-star running backs. But I love Cleveland's defense. It's going to be one of those first two touchdowns I think is going to win, and I got the Browns minus three and a half. I agree. All right. Let's go to the next game. Washington football team at the Green Bay Packers. Packers minus nine and a half. Packers win by at least two touchdowns. Moving on. Yep. Green Bay. No Heineke magic. Yeah. uh, Redskins offense looked terrible. Defense looked terrible. No hope. Not fine. Minus nine and a half easy. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you guys. Packers all the way. All right. Next game. Chiefs at the Titans. 
Titans plus four and a half. Since I said it last week, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I think they're really going to get the offense going. They really got to go in the second half last week against Washington. And I think it's going to continue here. I expect a lot of points. Give me like a 38 to 28 Chiefs victory. So the over hits. Yeah, I expect a lot of points in this one as well. Remind me what the over-under on this one is, Donovan. Seven and a half. There we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think the over hits in this one. Uh, I think the over hits in this one for sure. I I think we see both Mahomes and Tannehill throw for multiple touchdowns. Tennessee obviously has the advantage in the running game, but against a Tennessee defense that isn't really that great. I could see Darrell Williams having a nice game as well. He played well in Washington last week, or at least in terms of touchdowns he did. So I, I expect this to be high scoring back and forth. These two teams have tended to give us pretty decent games when they play each other. So I expect the same thing here. Is this in Kansas City? In Tennessee. In Tennessee, okay. Regardless, I think the Chiefs win this one by a touchdown. Um, that's what I'm sticking with, but – I, if I was doing like predicting, I'd say like 55, 45 in favor of Kansas City. Like, I think this is going to be close, come down to the wire. But imagine how big a win this could be for Tennessee. If oh, yeah. They can get their season back on track after the Jets loss and get two wins like that. And I think about potential seeding as well at the end of the year. I mean, especially in like the Colts, I think, are not a bad football team, but Tennessee really should win that division. So, like you said with the seeding thing, it doesn't matter about that seeding if you're a wild card. But if you're a division winner against another division winner, I can almost guarantee Buffalo is winning the AFC East. And then maybe the, the Chiefs find a way to win the AFC West. So, like you said, that'd be absolutely huge because I'm sure Tennessee would much rather have Kansas City and Buffalo coming to them than going to any of those atmospheres. Yeah, I actually have the Titans covering a four and a half. I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs defense cannot hold Derrick Henry. Like, they just won't be able to. But I still have the Chiefs winning. And the hot take, actually, I still have my sheet. The Chiefs is my Super Bowl favorites, which is kind of crazy right now because they've been, like, terrible. But I actually do have the Titans covering, but the Chiefs still win in the game. Yeah, it, this the spread is really tough for me. I'm only picking the Chiefs because I'm going to attempt to learn from my lesson on riding high on a team off of a big win. Uh, Titans look pretty good. I, I won't even say that. They look really good against the Bills especially that defense that we were talking about had what had potentially the best defense in the NFL going into last week. Um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs minus four and a half, but this is one of those. I don't care what the number is. Give me the over. It could be 70. I'd still probably bet the over. Next game, Falcons at the Dolphins. Dolphins plus two and a half. I kind of could care less about this game outside of the fact that I've Calvin Ridley now in fantasy um Atlanta I think it's to 500 in this one I mean it's crazy to think if Atlanta doesn't blow it against Washington at home and then there was maybe another one I don't remember but if they win this one they could have been four and two yeah but either way I think Atlanta gets to 500 in this one uh I I actually think Tua is going to continue to play well I thought he played good enough to win a game in, in London last week um wait Miami Miami's not taking a bye after a London game Yep. That's wild. I just put two and two together there. Uh, yeah, I'd, that's weird because you always see a team take a bye after a London yeah. game. So, yeah, that's different. Um, Either way, I'm sticking with Falcons. I'll go with Miami. I think – I mean, they're 
too talented, I think, to be a one in five team. Jalen Waddle, I mean, it was against Jacksonville, but Jalen Waddle kind of had his breakout game to his back. Um, they're at home. I think it's setting up for an Atlanta win. I'm sorry, um, Miami win. Miami win. I mean, I 100% with ease got the Falcons minus two and a half. Dolphins coming from London, long flight. They they play like garbage. Like I wouldn't even say Jalen Waddle had a breakout game. He still hasn't had a 100 yard game. He just has a lot of receptions, a couple of touchdown catches. But yeah, I definitely got the Falcons coming off the bye, playing a team that's coming from London. I definitely got them winning this one. Yeah, I hate how much I'm agreeing with Ali on these picks. I'm gonna have to recontemplate a lot of things later on this week. But yeah, I got the I got the Falcons minus two and a half. I don't like the Dolphins. Um, I wasn't high on them going in here. I know a lot of people had them sneaking in as uh, as a wild card team. I just didn't see it. I didn't love their roster, and they are only proving me right five a week. So that's what I like to see. Um, Jets. At the Patriots, Patriots minus seven and a half. Patriots by a million. I think Mac Jones has another really nice game. He's played well enough to put them, they're what, two and four now? And he's played well enough to have them probably a four and two record if you look at some of the games they've lost and how they've lost them. I mean, outside of that New Orleans game where he looked like a rookie, you had the Dolphins game where he and Damian Harris were driving him down the field and then the fumble. You had the Buccaneers game with a missed field goal. And then last week with the debacle there and, and that loss. I mean, Mac Jones has played – I thought he was going to have a good season, but he's outperformed my expectations. And they get to three and four this week with an easy win over the Jets. I mean, there's, there's not a chance Belichick. Zach Wilson is throwing at least two interceptions in this game. Yeah, I feel like the Patriots are the team. I mean, despite the week two game against the Jets, the Patriots are the type of team to really play their competition. Um, and their game against the Cowboys last week was awesome. That was probably there was a there's a handful of good games. That was probably the best of them. Um, but I'm gonna take the Patriots also by a lot. I don't think Wilson throws four interceptions again, but I do think I do it's cover in this one. Mm-hmm. So I think you do as well. Um I got the Patriots minus seven here. I mean, their first game was a complete blowout. Zach Wilson had four interceptions. And the Patriots just looked very good against the Cowboys. Like, the Cowboys are a top-five team, and they went to overtime barely with the Patriots. So, Mag Jones has been very underrated this year, been doing what he has had to do. Uh, yeah, so I definitely got the Patriots minus seven. The Patriots dominated the Jets in New York. Patriots are home against the Jets. We all know that Boston area is hostile, especially for a, a young BYU kid, Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson, my my bold prediction, since the Bills don't play a game this week, my bold prediction, Zach Wilson will be seeing ghosts. Oh. It's, a, oh. it's, so it's, it's maybe not a Darnold thing. It's just a New York thing. I still think it's a Darnold thing because Darnold up until the last (laughs) two minutes of last week was seeing ghosts and against Minnesota. Speaking of Darnold, I think he has a really good bounce back week in the next game. Yeah. We're actually going to get to that game right now. Uh, Panthers at the Giants. Giants plus two and a half. Ali, why don't you go ahead and start us? Yeah, so I definitely got the Panthers here. I mean, it's 43 and a half for the over on there. Low scoring game. Panthers defense is just pretty good. Daniel Jones just came off at three interception game. And he had like four or five, four or five turnovers. He had a terrible game, very sloppy. 
And the Rams defense is not as good as the Panthers defense. So I think he's even have like a sloppier game. Maybe not as actually, maybe not as sloppy, but just they just won't put up enough points. The Rams defense isn't as good as the Panthers defense. No, nah, I just said the Panthers defense is just better. That's okay. I don't All know right. about that one. Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to take the Panthers to win in this one. I'm going to take the Panthers to cover in this one. They get their season back on track against the New York Giants. And, I mean, their schedule going ahead is – we talked about this before, but they have a very favorable schedule um, coming up before their bye, aside from, like, an Arizona game. Uh, and, yeah, I, I know McCaffrey's on IR, but I think the offense really gets it going. The New York Giants defense is really underperformed this year. I was just going to mention that, Colin. It's like they – especially you know, towards the end of last season, the Giants defense really stepped it up. I think the, like, the, the hallmark game – was them going into Seattle and holding the Seahawks and Russell Wilson to one or two touchdowns, whatever it was. And they, in games like that, they played really well. So there were some expectations coming in this year, and they have fell well short of those so far. They've been giving up points to everyone. They, I think the Rams could have told them that they were throwing to Cooper Cup last week, and the Giants still couldn't have covered him. So I expect DJ Moore to have a really nice game. And I, I, I think the Panthers win this one. But I think they win it. I think Daniel Jones and the Giants keep it close. I'm saying Panthers by a field goal. Donovan, is this where your division champ Giants going to run? I thought he had Washington. <laughs> no, I, I had the Giants. Oh, okay. I, I was wrong. I'm willing to admit, I, I not only was I wrong on the Cowboys, but I think I was wrong on the Giants. The Giants are not a good football team. Uh, minus two and a half. That's just too low. That's too low. I it, I would say it needs to be like four and a half, five and a half. I'm gonna take Carolina, even though I I no shy in saying I still do not love this Panthers team. Um, I do think Daniel Jones will, will probably throw for 300 yards. I I think so. Um, but I think it's gonna be high scoring. I'll take the over, but I'll also take the Panthers to cover. One more thing. I'm saying Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold both have at least one fumble in this game. It just has to happen. Yep. I actually think Sam Darnold will have a no turnover game. Uh, when Matt Rule went in the press conference after the game, he just talked about how Sam Darnold like, had a terrible game and nothing like he just like won't allow it to happen again. Like, especially yeah, well, like Dan, Campbell, fire on him. Dan Campbell said the same thing about Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Goff's gonna go out there and not it's the a, ball a over against situation. Though, they play, oh, they play the Rams. Oh, yeah, <laughs> watch out, LA. Jared Goff 400 yard revenge game incoming, exactly. Whatever. Next game, Bengals at the Ravens. Ravens minus six and a half. I want a Bengals upset in this game so bad just because. I want the Bengals to be good so bad because as a Cincinnati sports fan for another team, that city just has horrible like management and sports teams in general. So I want Cincinnati to be good. I want Joe Burrow to be good. I think I don't think the Ravens cover in this one, but I think they win. Remind me, is this game in Baltimore or is it in Cincinnati? Probably Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Baltimore wins this one. I don't think they cover. Um, Joe Burrow, I think, will have a really nice game. And since Cincinnati, I don't, I think, I don't know if they're there yet. They're a couple plays away from being five and one, six and oh, but they're also a couple plays away from being like two and four. So they're a very, they're a very competitive team. 
I trust them to keep it close in most games that they play, but I feel like there's going to be a lot where it just as they get more experience and as they add some more talent to, to the offensive line and a couple areas on defense, then they'll start pulling out close wins. But for now, I, I think it's just going to be a, a similar story where they keep it really close. Their passing offense can keep them in games, but they're going to come out on the losing end of some really close ones. And I think that happens this week. I think this is a little too big of a game um, for the young Bengals to go on the road and win. I'm going to take Baltimore, but I'm going to take a Bengals cover six and a half. Is that what you guys have on that number? Yeah, six and a half. Yep. I like that number for the Bengals. I'm going to take them to cover. Um, but God, uh, the Ravens are really going through it still. Ronnie Stanley now out for the year. Their stud left, young stud left tackle. I mean, this is brutal. They cannot catch a break with these injuries. Um, I actually have the Bengals money line for this game. I'm a big Lamar hater. Well, not Lamar hater. I just don't believe in the Ravens. I think they're like a regular season <laughs> team. Lamar is a good quarterback. He's just not on these in one of the playoffs. And right now, the Ravens are number one team in injuries, the number one team in NFL in injuries. And Lamar just had a not a good game. He didn't play good against the Chargers. So, yeah, I think the Bengals actually win this game. Joe Brady's been looking good. They look like a playoff team. So, yeah, I, I got the Bengals winning this one. Uh, I agree with the other guys, not not Ali over there. Uh, I think the Bengals keep it close. I have the Bengals to cover. I think Baltimore's going to win. Like I said, Lamar, if the season was to end right now, Lamar's my pick for the MVP again. He has been amazing, and that's coming from a guy who loves Josh Allen. Um, yeah, I think the Ravens, kind of kind of like what Ali mentioned, the Ali or the Ravens, excuse me, have dealt with a lot of injuries, but they just keep winning. I think at some point the injuries are going to catch up with them, and you're going to see them struggle in a couple games. But I don't think it's this week. I have the Bengals to cover. Next game, Eagles. At the Raiders, Raiders minus three and a half. Colin, you go ahead and start us here. I actually think this number is um, very good um, because the Raiders are the type of team where they'll go and get a really good, convincing win, and then they'll come back. And it, it, it looks like you're, oh, it's like, oh, it's a bad Eagles team at home. They should win by a lot. But it's going to be a really close game, and I think it's going to come down to maybe a game-winning or game not winning, but maybe they're tied and they kick a field goal to go up three. I'm going to take the Raiders to cover just because they're at home. But, I mean, I just – it was so great to see them get back on track last week, play so well on the road in an environment that they usually don't play well in um, after the whole Gruden thing happens. So, good for the Raiders. And if they win this, they're – they're they hold the sole possession of first place in the West. They would, even though the Chargers beat them. I don't know the records off the top of my head. Chargers have, have wins. a bye. So would they have more wins than the Chargers? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, the Chargers have the bye, so it would okay. be five and two to four and two. Okay, I couldn't remember the records off the top of my head. I don't love this game just because I hate watching the Eagles. I Their play calling is borderline atrocious, in my opinion. They refuse to run the football. I don't think Jalen Hurts is terrible, but I don't think he's really good. He puts up good fantasy numbers because they're down weight and he usually gets like a rushing touchdown. But I'd love to see some more development in the play calling and the offense before I really start tuning into Eagles games again because you pretty much know what you're going to get. Jalen Hurts is going to have probably one turnover and then two total touchdowns. I think the Raiders win this one. Derek Carr has been playing really good football outside of the Bears game. 
And I, yeah, that's about it. I'm not, I probably won't pay a whole lot of attention to this one. I've liked the development that I've seen out of Henry Ruggs this year and year two, he's been staying more healthy. So I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we'll see another deep bomb from Carr to Ruggs, but that's about it for me on this one. I actually got the Eagles winning this one too. Um, Zach Ertz is gone from the Eagles. Big trade happened. I think uh, it's going to be a Miles Sanders breakout game. They're going to run the ball this game. That's what I believe. I feel like they're going to run the ball. Miles Sanders actually like does pretty good when he gets carries. Like he does, he gets a lot of yards with almost like no carries. So I feel like it's going to be his breakout game. They're going to run the ball more. And what's his yards? Yeah, they'll win the game. What? What's Miles Sanders' yards per carry? Not sure, but I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's bad. He has yeah. a decent amount of yards for the carries he got. Last week against Tampa, it was like eight or nine for like 56 yards. Yeah, wow. and like they're like the best like rushing defense in the league probably for like the past three years. Yeah, if the Eagles are going to win this game, they're going to have to win it on the ground because, I mean, the Raiders' pass defense and just their pass rush in general has been yeah. so much better the past couple of weeks. And their run defense throughout the season has not been great. That's been probably their biggest weakness on these, so – you're right. If there is a game for him to break out, it, it could be this one. Miles I'm Sanders is averaging right 4.7 a carry. Yeah. It I, is crazy to think got. that, I mean, if you look on, he's projected for 720 rushing yards, which that's not a lot, but it seems with like the amount of carries that he's been getting that he would have like 400 rushing yards on the season. I mean, there's been multiple games where I've seen him have under like five carries and a half or something like that. Meanwhile, other balanced teams are seeing like 20 carries in a game. So I just, yeah, I, I think, I don't necessarily think he's a workhorse, but I think he's more productive than the production or than the attempts that he's getting so far. So I just don't understand how you can rely on pass and run with a quarterback every single play and expect to win games. So. Yeah, for me, um, I, I, I don't like the Eagles, even though I bet them to cover last week, by the way, all-time covered by the Eagles um, against the Bucs. Um, yes. I don't like the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that. I love Jalen Hurts, Nick Sirianni. I don't love him. Um, therefore, I'm just going to take the Raiders and run. That's that's that. Next game, um, don't think we'll spend too much time on it. Lions at the Rams. Rams minus 15 and a half. There's only one thing to watch for in this game, and it's obvious. It's the whole Stafford golf trade, golf versus McVay for the first time. Um, and I, I think the Lions will actually cover in this one. 15 and a half, that's a huge number. Um, in an NFL game, I'm going to take the Lions, who have been fairly competitive throughout the entire season. Um, but I'll take the Rams by, like, 12 points. I know the Lions have been competitive. They really should have beat Minnesota, if you think about it. There's been other games where they've been close. But the Rams are just rolling right now. I don't trust the Lions' defense to stop either one of Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. Like, even if they focus on taking Cooper Cup away, I could see Robert Woods going for 100-plus and a touchdown or two. So I, I, I know that spread is gigantic, and it just seems unlikely. But I think the Rams win this one. I think they win it by three scores. If if the Lions are going to cover this one, it'll be the same way the Eagles covered last week, and they just sneak their way in the back door at the end of the game. That's that's my thoughts on this one. They are a very good garbage time team. 
Yes. So, I mean, that's, I am somewhat skeptical, skeptical, especially if the Rams jump out to a big leading coast to the finish, but I'm going to, I'm going to say they cover. Who's covering Quintez Cephas? Quintez Cephas is hurt. (laughs) Oh, shit. There goes my pick. He broke his collarbone. There goes my pick. Yeah, I actually got the Lions covering too. I feel like the Rams are the best team in the league, even though I said the Cardinals, but I still feel like they're the best team in the league. But I still do got the Lions covering. I feel like 15 and a half is so much. And like the Lions offense has not been looking terrible, even though like last week they got destroyed by the Bengals. I feel like they like they're a type of team that just like cares. Like they don't care if they're 0 and 16. Week 17, they're gonna play to win. Like they're that type of team. So I feel like they're at least covering this game. The Rams are coached by Sean McVay. We know this. We all have heard at least some version of the same story with Sean McVay, where he seems just just to remember every play that has ever happened. Have you guys heard those stories? Sorry, yes, Mike. Yes, 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 yes I've yes, heard them. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Um, he has obviously coached Jared Goff. He knows how to stop Jared Goff. I don't think this will be close. I think the Rams are going to put up points, but I think I'm more impressed by the Rams' defense in this game. I think the Rams get at a minimum three turnovers against the Lions. I have the Rams to cover the 15-and-a-half and to win uh, by a lot. I don't have a number in mind, but it's going to be a lot of points. Yeah, Sean McVay, Sean McVay is a genius and a maniac, and yes. I could completely see him just going after golf all game. Yes. Trying to pick all right, up. next game, Texans at the Cardinals. Cardinals minus 16 and a half. Tyrod Taylor has a chance to play in this game, I believe. And if he does play in this game against an Arizona defense that isn't bad, I don't love um, – yeah, Tyrod's doing better day-to-day. Um, so we'll see. If Tyrod plays in this game, I think Texans cover. As crazy as that sounds because Arizona's undefeated. If Tyrod plays, I think Arizona wins this one by 14. If it's Davis Mills again, he will probably throw multiple interceptions and Arizona coasts. So that's kind of the only thing my prediction is dependent on. I know the Browns were dealing with a lot of injuries last week, um, a lot of mid-game injuries. But holy shit, guys, the Cardinals are legit. I don't care what anyone says. I know Ali isn't a big believer in them. This is a playoff team. They, I mean, it's going to be wild watching this division race down the stretch between them and L.A. Um, I think they play again in December, so it's going to be a while. But I'm kind of on the same page with Ben here. If Tyrod plays, I think the Texans um, will score at least a touchdown or two. Uh, which would keep it competitive. I, I, I could definitely see like a 31-17 score if Tyrod plays. If not, I'm definitely taking the Cardinals to cover it with a similar score to what the Texans faced last week when they lost 31-3. to Yeah, I mean, I've been hating on the Cardinals for the whole year. I've probably had them going like 0-6 through the first six games, even after everyone I saw had them losing. I still bet on the other team, but I'm done hating on the Cardinals. I'm a Kyle Murray right now. I definitely got them covering this. They're the most explosive team in the league. They just start the game and they just score and score and score. And, like, they just don't give you a chance. So, yeah, I definitely got them winning by more than 17. I had about my – 
I was going to say, do you guys know when Chandler Jones is coming back? No clue. Not off the top of my head now. Donovan, continue. All right. Um, it's one of those things where I had my doubts about the Cardinals early on in the season. Uh, I did not believe in their defense early on, but after watching that Browns game, even with the injuries, Arizona is legit. I am taking Arizona. I don't care the number. If Davis Mills is playing, if Tyrod's playing, I would be interested to see where the line moves. I bet it would move about a good three or four points. But I'll but if he plays, we'll we'll figure it out. Um, next game, Bears at the Bucks. Bucks minus 13 and a half. Bears will 100% cover this game. Ooh, no chance. I was going to say, I think Bucks win this one pretty easily. Uh, I, against, against a, it's a gigantic coaching mismatch from Matt Nagy to Bruce Arians. I know the Bears won last year. But that was really early, and this Bucks team was way different than it is now. Um, the, the defense is playing better. Brady is obviously now in year two of a system with his weapons when in that first game in Chicago was like game number five. So I don't, I don't think it's a really comparable matchup to the one that took place last year. So I'm low on that. And just the fact that a rookie quarterback, I like Justin Fields a lot, but I think he struggles in this one, and it's – yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Buccaneers by 17. Tampa Bay and the Bucks cover. Tom's thrown for at least four passing touchdowns. I mean, the one positive for the Bears right now is Khalil Herbert. That guy is a monster. He has, he has had a huge um, past couple weeks with the Montgomery injury and now the Damian Williams injury. The Bears, I mean, I, I can't really see them winning this game. I can't see a path of them winning this game. It's not going to be anywhere close to last year's game. Tom's not going to forget what down it is. And I got the Bucks by 24. I mean, if you know me, you know I'm a big Bears hater, but I still believe in them this game. Their defense is just way too good to lose by that much. And the Bucks secondary is just terrible. So, yes, definitely got the Bears over in this one. Don't look, bet the Bucks. I I just think the Bucks are that much better. I don't we haven't seen Justin Fields stretch the field yet this year. Um, I know he's had his moments. It's about once or twice a game. He's he's free to let loose, throw that deep ball. And with how banked up this Buccaneer secondary is, you need to throw the ball deep. Um, I don't see the game game plan change changing. For Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy, I still think they're going to hold fields back on play calling. I think the Bucs win this game pretty easily. Please, 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 Bears, trade Allen Robinson before the deadline. We got to see this man <laughs> contender. He's wasting his prime in Chicago right now. He's He probably has like 30 yards a game. I know some Bears fans are out there saying like he's not even trying. He's not running routes. They have, they just have no way of getting this to the ball. Um, I'd love to see him on a playoff team come December. Yes, yes, make it happen. All right, next game Colts at the 49ers, 49ers minus three and a half. 
this game stinks. I wish it wasn't on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I I get bored watching both the 49ers and the Colts. That being said, Colts win this one in an upset. Carson Wentz is playing pretty well right now. And if – I don't know if there's baseball on Sunday, but if there, if I don't have any fantasy implications in this game and there's baseball on, then I will probably watch baseball. I got Colts, um, I no question. Colts are just way better than Niners. I was surprised they weren't they're underdogs. They're just way better. They're the best, like, what are they, 2-4 and four right now? They're the best 2-4 and four team in the league. They're a pretty good team. I thought they were a playoff team. They look pretty good. So, yeah, I definitely got them winning this one with ease. Yeah, the Colts are finally getting something going. I think they also win this game in San Francisco. Um, I think it could be interesting as a Sunday. I think it's going to be another good primetime game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. But Jonathan Taylor is on fire right now. He looks like the Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Uh, Michael Pittman looks like a legit, maybe not wide receiver one, but, I mean, he he's really stepped up for them and for Wentz. Um and yeah, it'll be it'll just be interesting to see um, maybe the return of Jimmy G. See how that goes, and see if they can get something going in the run game with Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I agree with uh, what Ben said. I think the Colts win this game. I the Colts two and four. The Colts don't look great, but I don't think the Colts are this bad. I think I've said it the last three weeks. They had a tough schedule right out of the gate. And I had them, I forget if I had them winning the division, but um, I, I knew they, I knew I had them finishing close and making a playoff spot. I still think this Colts team is a playoff caliber team. You know, with all the injuries, I'm taking the Colts to win. They do play Tennessee next week. Um, and yes. they, so that would be, I mean, that, Regardless of the outcome of this week, that is a absolute must-win for them. Agreed. And then the final game on Monday night, the New Orleans Saints go to Seattle and play the Geno Smith-led Seahawks. Third straight Seattle primetime game. Uh, obviously, I get it that they didn't know that Russell Wilson was going to be playing when the schedule was made, but – not, I mean, I'll, it's it's not a bad game in it by any means, but it's Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith, so there's a legitimate possibility that there's like five plus combined turnovers out of those two if they play like they're like they usually do. That being said, I actually think Seattle gets an upset here, and they they save themselves for now. That's my that's my. It's you. What was the spread on this one again? Four and a half. Yeah, I'm, I just I just like Seattle for whatever. I think Alex Collins has another nice game. Oh. How could I not take James Winston in this game on prime time in the spotlight? That's where he shines best against the terrible Seattle defense. James is going to light it up. Three touchdowns, one pick that won't be his fault. It either won't be his fault or it'll be in a Hail Mary attempt at the end of the second quarter. I got the Saints, big game from the Saints, and I'm not confident enough to say they'll cover, but I'm taking them to win. I actually had the Saints at five and a half, like covering it. So four and a half is even better for me. I mean, good coach off a bye. Like they just, they always do good. So yeah, I got the Saints definitely covering this one just based off the fact that they have one of the best coaches in the league and they're coming off a bye. 
against a very bad Seahawks defense. Give me the Saints. Uh, uh, me and Colin are big Jameis Winston believers. Um, now that he can actually see, um, I feel yes. like we haven't had we haven't had Jameis Winston primetime game since then. So I think uh, Jameis Winston is going to give us a little show. Hey man, twelve passing touchdowns, only three picks start the year. That's a great start. And the Saints are the number one team in scoring defense right now. They've only given up 91 total points. There you go. All right. That's, All right. I, that's week. Yeah, I think that's going to wrap up our week seven NFL predictions. Ali, thank you for coming onto the show. Thanks for having me. Ali, real quick before you leave. Uh, what's your NBA Finals predictions with the season starting tonight? I Very got the Nets and the Lakers. LeBron's not top two all time if he loses. He's a fraud. Oh, Big K quad guy. Oh, God. That was your fault. He's, he's going to leave us on that one. That's good. good way to go out, Ali. I like it. Uh, thank thank you for having me. That is to be back here. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll be back on with, with a couple others in a month when we're all home. I hope so. so. I hope so. All right. See you guys. See ya. All right. We'll see ya. Some good predictions. It sucks that, oh, yeah. Uh, like, in terms of fantasy value, like half of the good players in the league are on bye weeks, especially with the running backs. Man, you get, if you have a elite running back, you are, I mean, just think about it, not even with, like with buys and injuries. If you had Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, or Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, you are, you are picking up scraps at this point. I mean, I'm sure w- you guys wish you had the number one waiver spot like me, so you could pick up Jordis Johnson. But uh, I I burned it last week <laughs> picking up uh, a Booker from uh, the Giants. I, I had five. I had five last week, and I was hoping uh, Daryl Williams would slip over someone's head, but that didn't work. So that since you all well, made claims, it was, the week, it was the week before Ben. You had one. I had two, and yeah. I was. Hoping you wouldn't pick up my guy. Who'd you pick? Oh, you picked Damian up the Williams. Damian Williams. Yeah. I actually yeah. made it back to one really fast because I had one and used it on Damian Williams and then didn't make another claim since and then made it all the way back around to one, which is at the perfect time for this week um, to get Johnson. And then I don't even have Williams anymore. I moved off him, which I don't think was a terrible decision considering I think even with if Damian Williams is back off of COVID this week, I, I think they go with Cool Herbert anyway. He's looked really good in the limited action, so I that that's at least my my guess. But we'll see. Obviously, you, you never know. I'm not Matt Nagy and the weirdos running that offense. I'll tell you what, man. I was without Camara and obviously Edwards aware last week, and this week I'm now without Keenan Allen, Deontay Johnson, and still Edwards aware. So it's. It's been a rough going for my squad. Somehow still four and two, but I think I have Hayden this week and his team's been playing better as of late. So if I fall to four and three and I don't have that tiebreaker, that would be a very rough two week stretch for my squad. I feel bad. I'm like a pest to Hayden because every week I'm just like, what do you want for Stefan Diggs? What do you want for Stefan Diggs? Like I, I want him very badly. And he knows that I want him very badly. So, uh, I mean, I've literally asked him like multiple times, like, hey, give me Stefan Diggs, former Viking. But I don't I was harassing Mason today. 
I was harassing Mason today to try and get one of his running backs because he has all DeAndre Swift, Cordell Patterson, Jonathan Taylor playing this week, and I want one of them. He did not bite on my uh, Allen Robinson offer, though, which is a shame. Yeah. Which is a shame. All right. So, Kyle, let me ask you, do you want to get into NBA picks? tonight saying just, that it is the start of the season i'm just gonna warn yeah, you all yeah. i have about 20 minutes so you can continue this after me but if we're gonna do this we have to go quick no i don't think we should do a full season you know whatever but we can just we can just give a like small preview of a few of the contenders okay. and maybe give, maybe, maybe give go through your, your picks at the top of each conference not the whole conference yeah so I mean, this is a completely different opening night than it was last year when it was on, what, the December 23rd. We were in Donovan's Donovan's basement talking about oh, this, or might yeah. have been in the room talking about this. Uh, I hate to tell like the that. audience that we weren't in the tub for tub tubs, <laughs> but. Wind chills were at an all-time low that day. <laughs> we're now starting on October 19th. We have Lakers, Warriors. Bucks Nets. We have the defending champion Bucks, I should say. It still sounds a little weird to say. Hosting KD, James Harden, no Kyrie Irving, and the Nets. What are your guys? Let's just say, what are your guys' picks for tonight? What do you think we'll see out of both of these games? I'm going to take the Bucks to win this one. Is I think they. They want to start off strong again. I don't have as much. I know the question was on for this game. I actually have the Bucks repeating as Eastern Conference champs this year. I think the Kyrie news is big. I, 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 I'm just sold on the Bucks. I loved what they did at the end of last year on their title run. I had the Nets coming out of the Eastern Conference, and obviously I was wrong. I just just seeing the Bucks if they play anywhere near they how they did for the last two series of last year. I, I think they're the best team in the league, at least right now. Um, anyway, I'm getting off topic. Back to the thing, back to back to the original question. Even though I have the Bucs coming out of the East, I think the Nets win this one tonight. They start off 1-0. They are going to come out and say, hey, we're still a really good team, even whether we have our point guard or not. I don't love Steve Nash as a coach, but I don't think he's a bad coach, nevertheless. And then Western Conference, I'm really excited to watch the Lakers this year with that with all the new pieces they've added to the roster. They added Westbrook, Dwight Howard, Rondo's back. It, they lose Caruso and Kuzma, but I think when you look at who they added, it's it was 100% worth it. Um, oh, and I, I forgot about Carmelo Anthony, too. So you got the whole squad there together, the, the, the best team of all time, if this is in, like, 2012, but – it's in yeah. 2021, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> um, for Warriors Lakers, I'll take the Lakers. Um, is Clay Thompson playing tonight? Do you know? He's not. He's, he's not, not back not. yet. Okay. Um, I still don't know if there's a quite like a set timetable yet. But he, my, the hope is that he's back within maybe the next month. That's okay. what I'm kind of hearing. That wouldn't be the worst. At least I would start. I wouldn't rush him back because I would hate for them as a third season in a row. So it's it's so much more fun when him and Curry are on the court at the same time. So War, Lakers obviously have the better roster in this game. I'm going to take them to get off to a 1-0 start. I think both these games tonight will be single-digit single victories for whoever comes out on top. But uh, I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch the Bulls take on the Pistons tomorrow as well. 
Oh yeah. Um, my predictions for tonight are a lot of scoring. I think these four teams are going to put up a lot of points. Um, I, I agree with Ben that I think they're all going to be pretty close games. I think one of them should go into overtime. I'm doing, I don't know which one. I'm just making bold claims. Um, have not watched a lot of basketball this year. So when we eventually do have our show going over our picks, our picks that I am actually making right now on my phone while we're making this podcast, I'm doing a little research on the side. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think the Bucks win tonight, and I will go – I'll go Lakers as well. I'll go Lakers as well. I got the Nets winning the first game. I because tonight's ring night, obviously, you know, it's the their first game. I saw it last year with the Lakers, and I see I think it's pretty typical when they come out with the rings and they're all excited. It's like their moment, whatever, the banner. And then they gotta go and play a game against a good team, which is tough to do just mentally, just turn around and do that. So I'm gonna take the Nets tonight. I think. It's still tough on the Eastern Conference final prediction, but as of now, I'm still going to go with the Bucks. I think the Nets, even without Kyrie Irving, let's assume that he's not going to play for a while. I think that they'll figure something out with their offense um, and on defense too, because they did figure it out defensively down the stretch last year. I think they'll figure something out. They'll get that roster. Um, it's their se- a lot of those guys' second year in the system. So they're all going to get more comfortable. But the Bucks kept a lot of their key pieces intact. They're getting DiVincenzo back. And I, an underrated pickup for the Bucks this year is Grayson Allen. I think he's going to fit in really well with that team. And he was good in the playoffs last year. So I like the Bucks a lot this year, possibly to repeat. I'm going to take the Lakers just because, like, how could I not? Um, the Warriors don't have Clay. And I don't know if you guys remember, but the last time these two teams played was the play-in game. Was the Lakers Warriors playing game, which is one of the best That's games right. of the year, where LeBron hit the shot where so you see in three baskets, whatever the hell he said. And Curry had like 40 points. Do you guys want to, Donovan? I, I I shouldn't even ask, but do you have an early MVP pick? Uh, what's funny is I just finished uh, my awards predictions that I uh, my not so confident slash very confident picks. Um, if you know me, once once I see something I like, I tend to just go with it, whether it's right or burns to the ground. Last year, uh, I was actually very good at my NBA picks. If you guys don't. Uh, until I was you were okay well okay all right my preseason picks were on fire out of the 16 playoff teams 15 of them were right and I got the MVP sixth man and defensive player of the year all right my predictions so just saying you would listen to me but probably could have made a couple of bucks it was good playoffs, until you got playoffs, the playoff The prediction. playoffs yeah. are a different story. I, I just want to ask about story. who you predicted to come out of the West. That's did they I win did. a game? This did year, they win a playoff game last year? They did win. I, I think it went to six. I think it went to six. But we won't. Look. Yes. 
I'm just joking around. It's I over. I know. I know. All right. Here are my awards. <laughs> After my awards, I will. I'm. I'm running through who I think is going to come out of each conference. Okay. So, my MVP this year. I did not want to go with the favorite. Luca is the favorite, and I felt that was too obvious of a pick. I'm going to change it up a bit, and I'm going with a guy who I think is going to surprise some people leading his team into a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. My MVP this year is point guard Trey Young. I was, I, that was my pick. I was just hoping that wasn't who you were talking about. <laughs> that's, that's really tough. Uh, I guess my um, rookie of the year. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, now that you've taken Trey Young, I'll have to change mine to like, maybe someone else will lead their team to a, a top four seed. I'll go with a, New York's Taj Gibson. I think that's pretty pretty good. <laughs> no, there you I'm, go. I'm going straight. Probably get good well. odds on that. Yes, fantastic good odds. odds. Uh, um, my rookie of the year, kind of bias, um, mostly because I love this team or this player while he played in college at Baylor. I'm taking the Kings, Davion Mitchell. Yeah, and yeah, that's a good the one. Kings. The Kings, I do not have making a playoff spot right now, but they're going to be my official frisky team of the year. I think they're going to make some noise. Call me crazy. Coach of the year, Nate McMillan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Of the Hawks, like I said, I think the Hawks are going to surprise some people. I have them as a four seed in the East right now. Uh, I like where the Hawks are at. My defensive player of the year, I'm moving away. From the stud, Rudy Gobert, moving away from him. And I'm taking Bam Adebayo out of Miami. Bam is really good. Okay. I love Bam. Bam, Bam. And then my sixth man of the year, I felt really good about this pick last year. And I think I'm going to ride with it. Jordan Clarkson, the Utah Jazz. Did really good last year. I think he's going to repeat it this year. They have the Jazz being a top two seed in the West. Then they'll be a top two seed again. Oh yeah. Who will the other top two team be? I have it being the Lakers. Okay. If they're healthy, I think they will as well. All right. You know what? You know what? Here, I'll list off my top. All right. Hang on. Are they having the playing game again this year? They are. They are. So it's I guess technically. Ten teams. Yeah. Ten teams. Right. I'll list, I will list my official top ten teams in each conference. From ten to one in the East, I got Hornets, Pacers, Knicks, Celtics, Bulls, Sixers, Hawks, Heat, Nets, Bucks. All I care about was that you put the Bulls in there, so I'm happy. I agree with those same 10 teams. I, I mean, it's hard to say any of those any of those other teams would, except for maybe Toronto. But I don't even yeah. think they're quite on that level. I don't think without with Lowry moving on, I don't I don't really know who else a lot else about their roster. Haskell? Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of Siakam and Van Vliet. So Siak- I, I Siakam is a good player. He's not a number one. I mean, on a championship team, he was really the number three. So, I I like Siakam a lot, but I just I just that team is not good enough. 
I'm so, sorry, yep. DP, which seed did you have the Bulls being? It was six or six. five. Yeah, six. Six. Okay, that's what I have in that. Even well. with the Sixers having all their Ben Simmons issues, um, I still think the Sixers are going to be good. I think Joel Embiid is going to be right up there. I didn't want to pick a center to win back-to-back MVPs. I was really thinking about it with Joel, but I'm gonna. I went with Trail, and I like my pick. All right, ten to one in the West. This is probably going to be the big shock at number ten. Sacramento Kings. Okay. Nine Blazers, eight Pelicans, seven Clippers, six Mavs, five Suns, four Nuggets, three Warriors, two Jazz, one Lakers. The team that I thought you were actually going to go with was the Timberwolves because I know you used to be kind of a Timberwolves guy for no reason. And yeah, so my, my, thing with the NBA, my thing with the NBA was i not a big NBA guy. I enjoy watching it, uh, not hardcore. I will always root for the Bulls, but when the Bulls were not good for a while there, I would just bandwagon on random teams. Um, most recently it was the Nuggets. Um, now that the Bulls are good again, I think I'm jumping back on the Bulls. But like I said, the Kings are my frisky team of the year. But about the Timberwolves, I was thinking about putting them in there. I actually have them at the 11 spot. This is one of those, for the sake of, like, I feel bad. For them, so they just need to figure it out. They have players, had players for a while. They just need to figure it out, or they just need to fire sale. Get, get Cat and, uh, Damian Lillard on the same squad, please. Help I, them help each other. It'll be interesting because I don't think they're going to be good defensively and they don't have good depth, but just having Cat and Edwards at the top there, I mean, that's going to be very exciting to watch. D'Angelo is also solid, but in that system, it hasn't worked great. Nope. That'll still be a fun team to see. Sacramento, I mean, De'Aaron Fox is maybe the most underrated player in the league right now. He's so good. Never gets talked about. They and still have Buddy Heald, right? It did retain Buddy Heald, yeah. They were not able to trade him. I'm 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 high in the Kings. Kings are my surprise team. I don't have my seating yet, but I think one team to watch out for potentially to win a playoff series is the Grizzlies. I like them a lot more this year than I did last year. I think John Morant takes another step. I mean, he, he was great in the playoffs last year. And I think it was the five games that they played. He was terrific. One of the greatest like opening performances by a, by uh, a first year player like that ever. First year playoff performer. Dylan Brooks is really good. Jaron Jackson Jr. I think it's gonna be a breakout year for him. I think he's a, a good most improved candidate. Um, and yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You had the Pelicans making it. They do have talent but it's they're so dysfunctional it's it's tough to say with them they still have van I gundy coaching the pelicans the pelicans still have van gundy coaching or did they move on after one no year? i they moved on from him i couldn't remember their head coach is now willie green i mean who's who's who are they running at the two guard spots there in, in new orleans obviously i like ingram I, I like a Zion, obviously, but who are their guards? So they do have – I don't know if you guys know of him, but they have Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's a young guy. They got – Devontae Graham will start at guard for them. 
I mean, solid score with Charlotte. Um, Josh Hart will be in their guard rotation, and they got Valanchunas from Memphis, which I would have Memphis higher in my rankings if they still had Valanchunas because I thought he's a really good player. Um, I'm still a little He's a good fit for him. Yeah. So he kind of replaces – he fills in the Steven Adams role there, and I think he'll play it better than Steven Adams did. All right, my official NBA Finals for the 2021-2022 season is the Nets will beat in the Utah Jazz in six games. Do you think the Jazz finally take that big lead? I think this is the end. I am – I know Quinn Snyder was starting to get a lot of shit towards the end of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, his Wi-Fi has done it again. It we was were, perfect for we were, we were within like an hour. Ten, we were within like 10 minutes of wrapping this up with it being okay. And just now, sometime within the next like 10 seconds, Donovan is going to just start screaming, hello, hello, hello. It's, we, we were there. We were close. We were perfect for so long. Yeah. It's a shame. It really is. It's, it's testament to, to the school that Bowling Green is where he lives, so. I, th- I think that's the main takeaway from all of this. But, uh, I think he has too many dudes living with him at once. Yeah. Adam, Adam, Miley, and Alex. Oh, Adam, you got the damn Wi-Fi. I'll, I'll text him right now. He might be we, back. 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 God damn it. All right. Where did I leave it? What was the last thing? Finish your Quinn Snyder take. We don't have all that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Quinn Snyder was getting a lot of shit towards the end of last year, uh, mostly because he's just – I don't know, he's not creative anymore. It's it's they're the it's this kind of the same old jazz. They do this every year, whether they were the two seed they were last year. Were they one seed? What seed were they last year? They were the one seed. They were the one. They were the one seed. Yeah. Whether it was when they were the one seed or whether it was they're like a seven or eight seed, they always just seemed like the same kind of team. I think uh Donovan Mitchell and uh Rudy Gobert and Clarkson and Mike Conley will Push them into a finals. They missed Conley a couple games during that playoff series that they lost. Correct, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can't. He's he's an older guy, older veteran, so you can't count him to be there every game. But certainly, him having a more of an impact in the playoffs would have been big. But man, you're playing a Clippers team without Kawhi. I mean, that that was their chance. If there was ever a year, that was the year for them to make that run. I mean, it was their – I mean, they were the kings of the regular season all year. Um, it just felt like their year, and then they completely blew it. And, I mean, I'm not putting that blame on Donovan Mitchell, even though he is the leader and soul of that team. I mean, it, a lot of the guys underperformed. And the Clippers did a fantastic – Ty Lu and the Clippers did a terrific job of exploiting Rudy Gobert um, and kind of making him useless by – you know, I mean, he can't guard the perimeter, so they did a terrific job. My finals predictions for right now, early finals predictions, I'm going to go with the Lakers out of the West if they're healthy. I mean, just based off the talent that they have. And then I'm going to go with the – Way to be bold. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Doesn't always have to be bold on this podcast. We get enough bold predictions out of 
Mr. Donovan placed on here. But I'm going to go with the Lakers and the Bucks as of now. That could, ch- if we talk about this a little bit next week, it may change. But as of now, I think the Lakers and the Bucks are going to represent. We finally get that LeBron Giannis finals matchup. I'm not being bold either. I actually have the same final prediction as Colin. I know I said earlier I have the Bucks out of the East. I feel really good about Bucks out of the East this year. Nets I are, are clearly, I believe, their biggest competitor. Philly's going to take a step back. Maybe Atlanta takes a jump up and a couple other teams do. But I still feel pretty good about the Bucks and their experience in the playoffs. I like that. West, I do think, will be competitive. But if if – Obviously, health is a big thing. You can't just rely on everyone to stay healthy all year long, especially with a a pretty veteran and old roster in the Lakers. But I just don't doubt a a healthy LeBron, a a full-strength squad that LeBron is on. I don't doubt it in the playoffs. So I'm going Lakers-Bucks as well. No disrespect to him, but isn't it wild that we just went through a whole little mini preview and we didn't even mention the Suns? I, yeah, mean, I mean, respect to the Suns. I think yeah. the, I think the Suns are at least a top four seed again this year. I think yeah, so. I have the Suns as at the, at at worst, I have the Suns as a four seed in their. I I definitely think competing for a one seed. They, I mean, they're they the didn't Suns, really get worse. The Suns extending everyone but DeAndre kind of was a head scratcher for me. Yeah, they got to figure that out. They got Bridges paid, which good job by them. I mean, that's he's the man, but they got to find a way to get eight in the money he deserves. Yep. yep. Uh, ben, finally, do the Bulls win a playoff series in their first year back in the playoffs? I'm going to go with no, because I think if I, I like the Bulls offseason a lot, I don't necessarily know if they have the answer at coach. But I still, I still like their starting five. I think Patrick Williams continues to develop this year. But if I'm just looking at the outlook, the best probably spot for them is probably like a six, maybe even a five seed. And that would line up them against a potentially Philly or Atlanta. And I don't necessarily love them in that series. So I, I without a doubt think they can win a series, but I don't think they will. Which then, if they get through the season without winning a playoff series, that significantly puts their future in question because it's an old DeMar DeRozan. You're kind of locked in with, with this group, but where do you, where do you go from here is, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go no playoff series, but I, without a doubt think they can. Yeah. I I have a bulls nets first round series right now. And what do you, do you have that at two versus seven? I'm not sure. I understand. Yeah. I have it at three versus six, actually three versus six. Okay. My Apple Watch did not like your prediction. Siri is going crazy. I heard that. I have. I actually have the Heat as a two seed. I like them a lot this year. I I was totally forgetting about the Heat up until a second ago. Yeah, obviously they're huge contenders with the the Lowry. Of Lowry. Yeah. Did you forget? Doubt. Did you guys forget about the Warriors? No. 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 I didn't give my one through ten. So. Did you guys forget about the Warriors this year? No. No. I'll give my Fair. one through tens next next episode. Yeah, when the season had already gotten underway, by God. Well, not if I'll make it tonight and I'll send it to you and I'll give I'll give it away on the next show. Yeah, you know what? You do that and you do that with that goddamn essay. 
I'll get that. So. Donovan is clinging to any sort of internet connection at this point in time. I truly <laughs> am. We you need to wrap this shit up. One point or at the bottom of the screen, and then your face is one inch from the screen. Yes, one of you guys may have to wrap this episode up for me. Finish it up. We're, 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 we, we've got through it all. We're good. All right. Thank you all for listening. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, five-star rating. Um, let us know if you guys yourselves want to be on the podcast. Um, we're always welcome to having uh, fans, guests on. And we want to have more of you guys on. So please feel free to reach out, DM us, contact one of us personally. And is that all? Any of you guys got anything else? That's all. Fired up for the season to start tonight. We got baseball playoffs still going. Got Thursday night football coming up soon. I'm fired up. We hopefully next week for the next episode, we'll have our World Series set. Yes. We will definitely hit on that next week. Go Bulls. Go Braves. Go Bills. What about AL? Go Red Sox? Yeah. Schwarber? Maybe not even go Red Sox. Just go Schwarber. Schwarber. Go Schwarber. Go Schwarber from from wherever. I don't know. All right. We'll see you boys in the next episode. Peace out.